Wonderful. Hello and welcome to episode 45 of the Restoring Human podcast, where we believe humans were designed to flourish. Unfortunately, many of our modern conveniences actually work against our thriving, but through intentional lifestyle decisions, we can return to an optimal state of health. I am Jarek Bakken. I'm Dr. Alex Aguello. And we're back. I feel like it always is going to happen like that. Um, we're busy dudes, and this is kind of a hobby at this point in our life. Yeah. Uh, we have a hobby of trying to help other people do good things with their health. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Uh, what have you been up to, Alex? Well, I actually, that is a hobby of mine, but it's also what I do for work, okay. too. I suppose, <laughs> okay. I suppose that's what you do for work. But making internet content around that subject, that's the hobby. Right. Right. Yeah, I've been uh just focusing on office and family and church stuff. Like you said, always stay busy. So hasn't been too much new. Yeah. Going down. If you didn't know Alex is having his sixth child. Um I don't think it's been that long since we've been on air that they wouldn't know that, would it? Uh, I don't know, but maybe it inf- influenced your week last week. We could have done this last week, but Alex was busy going to buy a mi- not not a minivan, no, a, a huge van. There's <laughs> nothing <laughs> mini about it. <laughs> Twelve passenger Ford Transit. Uh, it's amazing. Literally, this morning taking the kids to school, and Alex pulls up at the stoplight right next to us, and. I, I promise my car could fit inside <laughs> of this van. <laughs> yep. All the kids I was taking to school looked at your car and said, his car's tiny. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we're just in a bus. Who all did you have in there? Mike, you know, uh, Tatum, Crate, and Micah, my kids, and then Javid and Zoe. Oh, okay. Dean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's quite the spectacle. Um. It's not. It's not an electric vehicle. It is, um, you know, contributing to all the harmful effects in the air, but yeah. probably probably more so than any vehicle you've ever had. But man, is it functional? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, cool. So a new phone there? Oh yeah. Did you see that? It's red. It's nice. It's kind of blinding me. It's a bright red. Mm, yeah, it is pretty nice though. <laughs> Uh, I did get a new phone. I got new glasses. See those too? Whoa. These are uh, blue light blockers. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, I can totally see this. So you could probably see this right now. So if I'm looking out the window, I'm looking over top of these glasses, like I can see the blue sunlight, but I put these up and it's like I can tell that blue is cut and it's got like a little bit of a greenish tint. Like when I'm looking through them, in here, nothing looks any different, but you could, huh. probably, you could probably even see that happening. Uh, oh, yeah? You see that? Yeah, not fake at all. That's crazy. Uh, why Why would somebody want blue light blocking glasses? Well, we want the full spectrum of light to be hitting us, especially throughout the day. That's kind of what our body's been used to for thousands of years. They've been exposed to that type of light. Um but now there's all this technology, like us looking at these screens and phones and TV screens, that's all just heavy on the blue light. So um, 
we just out of, gets out of balance there. When we get exposed to too much of it, it can be harmful to our bodies, just like other things that we take too much in of can be harmful to our bodies. You know, back to the stay away from stuff that your body doesn't need or too much of what your body doesn't need and get what your body does need and you'll be healthy. So that can be another form of, I guess, a toxicity yeah. coming at your body. Um, but especially at night, you know, at night when it is dark outside, so there should be no light hitting us and right. then just lots of blue light coming at us and throw off your sleep patterns and allow you to not get into the deep sleep. Yeah. So if you didn't know, the light that comes off of the sun is actually this blue, really blue light. Um, the main reason I know this stuff is because in the like photo and image and video world, white balance and understanding the colors of light is just like that's a, a thing that you have to deal with. Yeah. Um, but so that blue light is the same type of blue light that's coming off of your, you know, your computer and your phone and whatnot. Um, and it's like, yeah, your body's, your body's taking that in. It's like, oh, this is sunlight. Like, let's be awake. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you are smart and you own Apple products, uh, total pro tip here. There's this thing called night mode. Uh, I think it's called night mode or night shift, something along those lines. Uh, on your phone from the little the little notification menu, if you've got the phone with the home button on it, you swipe up. If you've got a phone without a home button, you swipe down. You know how to get there. But within the like the brightness, you can like hold that button, and then you get to this little... There's another button that says night mode. Tap that on, and it basically turns your screen really warm, uh, more of like an orangey tone. Uh, It'll look weird right away, but if you always have it on, you'll get used to it. So you probably didn't even notice. My screen right now has that on. So on your Apple MacBook Pro, in the upper right-hand corner, a little notification button. So you see that? So you see how much? Whoa. Yeah. So it's always I just always have it on. Unless I'm, like, editing pictures or something, I need to see true color. But... I always have it on, and it's just a lot easier on the eyes since nice. I'm usually staring at my computer all day long. That's kind of yeah. what I do. But anyway, that was a nice, fun little uh, tangent there. <laughs> uh, new phones, new blue light blocking glasses. Anything else you've been doing? How you been eating lately? Uh, oh, yeah, you've been doing different things. Like what? I don't even know what you're talking about. You were trying to gain weight, and then you stopped trying oh, yeah. to gain weight. And yeah, that's been all over the place. Uh, I don't even remember when I started that. Um, well, I guess the beginning of this year, after the the CrossFit Open, I decided I wanted to try to qualify for Beef the. Up. Yeah, well, part of me trying to qualify for the next year's Masters um, qualifier. I oh, guess. which might be all different now. Uh, I think it'll be the same this year. I don't think it'll change till next year, but um, I knew I needed to get stronger. So I tried to get stronger without gaining weight, and then I figured maybe I need to gain some weight, and I tried to gain weight, and I could gain, typically I'm about 178, 180 pounds day to day, but uh, I tried to get up to 190. Well, I just wanted to get to 185, but that actually was pretty easy, so I was maintaining that, but I really wanted to get to 190 and maintain that, and I was always between 185 and 190, and it was hard. It was really hard. So I was eating a lot of meat. I was eating a lot of rice. Um, so I was kind of scared of that because any sort of grain typically messes with my digestive system. So mm -hmm. it went pretty well for a while, but then just as I was eating more and more of it, I started to notice some 
inflammatory symptoms. Just from the rice? I would assume because I wasn't really doing anything else that I would think of as inflammatory. Yeah. Um, So I guess just so much of it. Right. Volume, yeah. Um, I was doing some. So this kind of diet that I was, I wasn't, I didn't, you know, purchase the exact diet to know exactly what I should be eating, but just kind of watching videos from a guy that recommends this vertical diet is what I was trying to follow. And he does a lot of um, these monster mashes, I think he calls them, which is just meat and rice. You just eat a ton of it. And uh, and then he also does these burritos, which I don't think he cares about what the tortilla is, but I did um, a brown rice tortilla. Oh, okay. So that also might have been part of it. So I was having, like, you know, breakfast burritos. and Well, that's the other big thing that I don't usually do oh, is I was eating, eating breakfast. Yeah. Um, which was probably in itself, no matter what you're eating, that's probably going to be. Yeah. So I was taking in a lot of calories. I was trying to get between... 3,500 and 4,000 calories every day, which is probably about 1,500 more than I typically eat. Yeah. So I was getting heavy. I don't. I haven't weighed myself in a couple of days. I'm probably probably around 185, I would say. But I was getting stronger. Yeah. I don't know how the rest of my performance was going, but I was getting stronger. Yeah, but now you're back to eating twice today. No, I still, I still have been trying to eat more than I was yeah. as far as multiple times a day. Um, so if I intermittent fast, it's just because that's what happened during my day. I haven't intentionally yeah. done some intermittent <coughs> fasting. I mean, still 12 hours. I still try to. Right. I guess maybe that's something that is, has changed is the intermittent fasting was just part of my life that I did every day. But mm-hmm. it was the reason it was tough is because I would eat so late. Right. Because I would just be up later, so I would eat. Yep. But I haven't been doing that as much, and that's probably because I've been eating more throughout the day. Eating later, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I've been kind of done after dinner time. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things that I, well, <laughs> part of one of the things I've been trying. I've been actually trying to do more like an extremely isolated eating window, um, and I, I wouldn't necessarily call it like one meal a day because it's like, I'm taking two hours or whatever it is and essentially trying to eat as much as possible in that yeah. time frame. But part of it is not only like I've just found that practically, I know this might sound crazy to some people, but it's so easy just to not have to worry about food throughout the day. Yeah. Like to get up, be focused on getting the kids ready, getting out the door, that kind of stuff, leave for the day go work, hopefully go work out, then come home at the end of the day, and then I got to have like, you know, two hours or whatever where I'm trying to refuel and then also, yeah, stop eating before, you know, to give my body a little time before going to bed. Yeah. And I go to bed when the sun's still up, so... That is a major challenge. That's a joke, by the way. The sun goes down at like 5 o'clock now. Um, but, it, like, I, f- it, I feel really good doing it. Like, I feel great throughout the day, super just sharp and... Cool. But, yeah, it's it's a kind of a challenge of eating enough, getting... It's Yeah, it's like I kind of... If I go to the gym, I'll come home, I'll, like, have something before we have dinner you know protein shake with other stuff mixed in there or something 
make dinner, have dinner, and then like something after dinner. <laughs> but yeah, jamming stuff into two hours or so. Yeah, and then just heavy on liquids throughout throughout the morning and the day and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. We've got. Oh, that's another thing. I've been trying to uh, with my caffeine. I've been trying to do so. Like I get up in the morning and I coach. And I've got my water bottle. I think it's like 40 ounces. I pretty much every day drain that thing before I even leave the gym. But then I've been trying to isolate my caffeine after the sun is up. So after I'm getting like some of that, my body's receiving that signal from that blue light again. Mm-hmm. That's saying, hey, this is time to be up and going. So kind of. Uh, working in line with that, so keeping caffeine after the sun gets up, gets up, rises, whatever, uh, and trying to keep it bef- like before noon. I definitely slip into afternoon a little bit on certain days, but <laughs> trying to cut it off early in the day as well. <laughs> I've also uh, dabbled in some hunting recently. Oh, yeah. So I've, I mean, I have, have some interest in it just from lifestyle of knowing, you know, I I'm not going to be a vegetarian or a vegan. Mm-hmm. So I I think meat is is extremely healthy for you, but the healthier meat is going to be wild, you know, kind of wild game or grass fed meat, pasture raised um, animals. So I was like, well, I mean, yeah, I could continue eating grass fed beef and pasture raised chicken and pork, or I could also go hunt and get some of my own get meat. Get some wild game. So a friend of mine's been kind of, he's well-versed in hunting, so he's been talking to me about it, and then uh, I he got me interested in this show called Meat Eaters, which has been, I love it. I've already watched every one of the shows that are, or yeah, the other um, episodes that are on Netflix. It's just a guy that goes hunting, and if you if you have no interest in hunting, it'll be super boring for you, but, um, but he's also... Um, understands how to prepare the oh, meat that he's eating. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. he has some of those episodes where he shows you how to um, make things taste good. So I've been watching that, and then I went hunting one time. So I got a – in Iowa, you can get a apprent- apprenticeship mm-hmm. course or something. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. Not course, a license. Just a, yeah. So uh, as long as you're going hunting with somebody who actually has taken the course and has an actual license, then you're fine. So I did that, went to pheasant hunting. Didn't, we seen two birds, but there weren't any of them that we could shoot. They were female birds. Oh. So that's the only time I've went, but plans to go, to go more probably sometime in December. Get a deer maybe. We'll see. This year? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's the hope. We're also going to do plan a goose hunting trip at uh, another friend's grandfather's farm. All with David? Or? Our, yeah, with David and Corey Schneckloth. Going to put out uh, a bunch of decoys and invite some geese in, and I guess you just <laughs> start shooting them. Shoot, another man. patient brought me in some goose. Um, I was going to say beef sticks, but that would not make any sense. Some goose sticks, <laughs> I guess they'd be called. <laughs> yesterday. Um, and then before that, uh, another one of my patients is a hunter, a deer hunter, and he shot a few deer this year. And I told him about um, organ meats. So he doesn't eat the organ meat, so he brought me a bunch of deer hearts yesterday. Oh, nice. Just, just in a cooler. 
your heart brought him in. So I told Rebecca that we should just put him around the office. Like you can go to Dumb Brothers and find that frog or whatever. And you get a free hot chocolate. <laughs> that probably wouldn't have been on the news for that one. So yeah, whatever. Hoping to get some. Well, shoot! Now that you're so deep into this, those they didn't Andy have been bugging me about doing that forever. Yeah, I need to. I so I like the the pheasant. Yeah, I don't think I'm really going to like the deer. I mean, I'll probably figure out how to like it, but it's going to be really cold, and you're just sitting there, and you have to be quiet, and right. whatever. I'll figure out how to do that. But <clears throat> the pheasant, you're just walking around. Right. We kind of cheated a little bit, and Andy's father-in-law had his um, dog with us. Oh, so the yeah, dog kind of yeah. does most of the work, but um, I would be fine without a dog and just kind of walking around because you're actually moving. You know, you're the one that's um, scaring up the, the birds to fly Right, because you're so. actually trying to – get their attention and make a move right. as opposed to deer you're trying to be stealthy and yeah and like do calls and yeah. invite food or put food out so they come up mm-hmm. you know you can't bait like that i guess but you're around areas where they would eat right <coughs> so you kind of cheat a little bit i feel like rebecca mm. whatever uh yeah, that's cool. Dang, I should, yeah, maybe I'll. Who's Patrick McFarlane? Oh, yeah, so this is great. Southern Iowa boy. Uh, this is just lifestyle for him. Feel sorry for us city folk not being exposed to hunting and fishing. That I, I, could, I agree, man. Yeah. I, I know that I'm, I'm living a restricted life because I live in the city. Uh, yeah, so not that I think the city is bad i mean there's a reason why we choose to live in the city and around the people but like we gotta be pushing outside of it and you know getting out of these four walls with all of these electronics and right. everything all the time uh yeah doing that more is man yeah i agree we need to do more of it um speaking of good meat. <clears throat> There's a holiday rolling right around uh, seven days from now. Uh, and that's a big part of it. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Next week. Um, it's a big time of eating, and we like to talk about food and eating, so we thought we would talk about Thanksgiving. Uh it is traditionally a holiday marked by uh, gluttonous activity. <laughs> and not that we don't think you can eat lots of food. I am literally just talked about me t- taking two hours of my day and eating as much as I possibly can. Not that eating lots of food is inherently bad. Um, but we think that, here's a little star, through intentional decisions... Involving also our complete lifestyle, we can optimize Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, uh, man, where do we start? <laughs> Maybe we do start. Okay, well, we were talking about the, the meat stuff. Turkey, that is the, the traditional Thanksgiving, that is the center. Uh, is the <coughs> yeah. How can that go wrong? How can that go right? Well, like I was just talking about with the other meats, you know, pasture-raised meats, wild-caught meats, um, the best possible thing for a turkey would be if you were to go and hunt it yourself or had somebody else hunt it and you got it. Um, but if there's people that are raising turkeys, I mean, they could do that in a humane way. They can do it in an organic way. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely... Um, resources out there that you can get a good quality turkey um but then there's also ones that are going to be you know grain fed gmo fed 
turkeys that are similar to chickens where they're not moving around. They're right. not just, they're not themselves living a healthy lifestyle. Um, so they're going to, that's going to be less healthy than the, than the organically raised turkey, wild caught turkey. But I mean, even so, if, if that's something that you have to do, um, eating turkey still is going to be a lot healthier than all, a lot of the other stuff that's right. eaten as, on as we Thanksgiving. get going here in the context of everything else that could possibly be happening. Yeah. You know, no matter what the quality is, it's probably <coughs> going to be a, a safe spot. Yeah. Yep. We hope to have. Oh, nice. So, Alyssa, if you're watching this on Facebook, you can see the commenter, Alyssa, down here, uh, raising organic turkeys next year. So, here's also a little tease for you. We've got some pals, August Acres, that's the name of the farm, uh, who are doing some great things. Uh, semi-locally here and uh, we're definitely going to be out there kind of uh, you know peeling back the curtain on what those guys are doing um, digging into why they're doing what they're doing and there's a little tease preview for you maybe maybe next year 2019 we'll be eating a August Acres turkey yeah um, this year however uh I will be eating what I found yesterday. Uh, Aldi, of all places, has organic, uh, free-range, non-GMO turkey in the store. It was fantastic. Oh, I guess I didn't look at the picture. I figured that was from Natural Grocers. No, Aldi, dude. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I bought one yesterday, and then my mom... Okay, so here's another thing. We're... Uh, my Thanksgiving's a little different this year. Um. Anyway, my this is the first year my brother is taking care of everything for Thanksgiving. Whoa! Yeah, so my brother's a real good cook. Keegan, he he watches this stuff. He, cool. He knows that. Let's stroke his ego a little bit. Um. So my mom and I and my brother were kind of all working together and kind of getting stuff ready but my, my brother's doing the majority of the stuff um and so my mom texted us this picture of hey i got this ad for aldi and i said i and she's it's got you know the three different types of turkey that they have and on one hand it's it's like it's funny to like observe that so it's this ad and you know it's got like an 87 cent per pound turkey probably like butterball or whatever it is and then it's got like a dollar forty seven cent turkey and then this two ninety nine organic turkey. And it's like looking at that, it's like, okay. Understanding just the free market, like there's reasons why you can charge a lower price for a product and there's reasons why you have to charge a higher price for the product. It doesn't matter what it is. Like it it's an, it, like you can't look at that and say these things are the same, right? You know, like the yes, some people <coughs> will tell you like, oh, you're paying for the label because it says organic or whatever. But like, this one is three times more expensive. I I I am acknowledging that yes, it's more expensive, but there's a like there has to be a reason for that. You, you right. don't have three three hundred percent difference in price for this getting the same product, right? Yeah, and that's the, you know, when people don't, when you compare those two prices, you're not figuring in all the costs that could happen 
from those type of things, you know. If you were to spend years and years of eating that cheaper turkey, <clears throat> you're going to have some added costs in your life more than likely that you don't necessarily see as being directly caused by eating that, that type of food. Um, right. But it's going to happen. So it's tough to even compare those right. prices. Yeah. And, and again, on one hand, it's like, do I think you're going to drastically change your health by eating the organic turkey instead of the butterball one day a year? No. <laughs> no. It, it, it It's, like you said, years of eating, you know, in quotes, the butterball, using that as a metaphor of just that type of, you know, animal <coughs> product. Yeah. Week in, week out. You know, for years, yeah, that's going to be a significantly different outcome in your health. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also encouraging if you were to be purchasing that eighty-nine cent or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're encouraging for the two ninety-nine one to never get cheaper. Right. So it's more than just the effects it's going to have on your health. It's the effects that it's going to continue to have on generations of people's health. Yeah. In in that's like that's real. I've seen. Even in the, you know, the few years that I've even been primed to, you know, natural food pricing and things like that, there's been changes in a lot of things as stuff has just become more available. Right? The, the, you know, we talked about them last year, whenever they opened, like the grocery stores that we now have locally have drastically changed the price and availability of a lot of food for our family in the past couple of years. Right. Like, it, that, that's completely real. Absolutely. So... Turkey, man, take your pick. What, what's what's next? Well, I think just maybe talking about the day would be a That's good true. idea. That's probably yeah. even a better thing. So you heard us talking a little bit about the intermittent fasting <clears throat> stuff um, earlier in the show. And if you've watched our shows, we talk, we've talked a lot about it. Um, I would say that would be a very good day to do that. Yeah. Because um, typically you're going to have one big meal with right. family or some people have two big meals. So you're going to be eating a lot of food more than likely. So this would be a good time to the night before um, – to stop eating sooner than you probably normally uh-huh. would, uh-huh. and then wait until that first big meal, um, or maybe have something small. This would be a good time to do like a bulletproof coffee in the day or in the morning time. Um, something where you're giving your body um, a huge rest, your digestive system a huge rest. So you know, 12 to 16 hours of rest before you actually eat, which are also giving your uh, metabolism a huge rest. So your or your endocrine system basically mm-hmm. and insulin is going to be very low before you mm-hmm. spike it yep um when you actually go to, to eating so yeah i would say that's the probably the, one of the biggest things that i would recommend for people um and again this is talking to people who want to not who want to stay healthy you know who are want to have a healthy body but know that they're going to go into times like thanksgiving christmas time where they're going to be doing things that they wouldn't normally do but how can they navigate that process mm-hmm. um and come out of it not sick um, that would be the first thing I'd recommend is some doing some intermittent fasting that particular day. Another thing I would do is recommend exercise right. in the morning. Essentially just enhancing what you're doing. Yeah. So <laughs> this is why those, you know, turkey trots are good. If you're not a runner, you can just walk one of those. You can get up and do some high intensity exercise that day. Um, yeah, I think that would be something that would set your body up, um, for taking in all the calories you're going to take in, take in all the carbohydrates most likely that you're going to be taking in. Um, again, that's something that can make you more insulin sensitive for that particular day. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, exercising, fasting would be the kind of the two big things that I would do outside of just the eating. Um, when it comes to the meals, I would say if you have the opportunity to bring something that you would bring something healthy, 
um, because most of the other stuff's probably not going to be healthy. Um, so yeah, if you could, whether that's a side dish or if you're the one that you're able to do the turkey, like he said, getting um, a, a better turkey than, than somebody in your family would, would probably bring. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't use this as an opportunity to, to make bring the pumpkin pie or to bring s- stovetop stuffing things like that well i mean even even the pie like you can you can do that in a good you know a good way as well yeah i'm saying that because i'm in charge of dessert so oh there you go we're doing real food desserts um yeah it literally everything you know if if we just look at the you know traditional thanksgiving meal and the individual pieces of it everything can be fantastic and full of nutrition and it can be a, a, a great meal yeah one of the biggest issues is uh, just the commercialization of this tradition and right. like, you know, we've got this huge ordeal, all this family's coming over. I need to make this as streamlined and easy as possible. Let's buy as many cans and boxes and pre-prepared things as I possibly can. That's going to be full of all of this other fake stuff along with something that might kind of resemble real food. Right. Yeah. And it brings in other things um, outside of nutrition for your health. I mean, this could be a day where number one, you're thankful, which is a huge part of being healthy is actually having a, a good, healthy emotional state, mental state of gratitude, but also slowing down on this particular day because oh, yeah. you just worked, you know, most people work, 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 go, go, go. Mm-hmm. So this is a time where at least the entire culture does slow down mm-hmm. um, and takes a day or a couple days to, to not work. Um, so you can rest and it could be a time where you're actually slowly preparing a meal and being able to enjoy that time, yeah. hopefully doing it with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're going to, to me, y- it would seem like you would enjoy that meal a lot more oh, for sure. if you're the one. But it's crazy because I I actually like this time of year because I get to have this conversation with my patients about, you know, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Where are you going to travel? Who are you having it with? And there's just, I don't know if this is because I've, I've uh, been paying attention more to this stuff, but it seems like more and more people are having their thing catered. Having um. like, and maybe it's just because of the availability of catering um, or because so many family members now move away and it's tough to get family together. So they just, again, want to make it easy. Yeah. Um, and not that that's, you know, if obviously if that's what you need to do, it's good to just get together with family and have this meal. But it just, again, speaks of the go, go, go type culture. Right. That, uh, nobody wants to slow down. And right. Cause on one hand, for some people that is probably relieving stress, right? Which is good. Um, but yeah, where can we, you know, where can we find that middle ground of, of not viewing cooking and granted I, like I can see the difference between my wife and I in this I can tell you the story from yesterday uh, not viewing cooking as like a, a stressful thing not viewing you know preparing uh, doing the work of preparing something as stress like yeah work work is not inherently bad right. uh, work is actually I would argue inherently good um, how can we treat that in the right way so that it is life-giving it is not stressful Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and be able to have both worlds, good, healthy, nutritious food and, uh, a, a healthy environment. Right. So it's crazy. That, so like other cultures, like, so all cultures do things around meals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just tradition all over the world, but other cultures have meals like we would have for Thanksgiving all the time. Yeah. Right. So they're having family members over, they're having guests over, they're having these big meals. It's this big, um, ordeal where they're, you know, planning throughout the day to, to make this happen. And we try to do it once or twice a year. Right. And like you said, it becomes stressful for us. Right. Um, so it's just, yeah, looking at it differently. Um, and I, and I, the hope would be that you would at least have these couple meals that we have, Thanksgiving, Christmas, other meals that you're doing throughout the year where it doesn't have to be stressful. It is something that you can enjoy. Um, but yeah, I mean, back to the food, 
bringing something, if you are the one, if you are actually called to bring something, then doing something that's healthy. But when you actually get to the meal, putting lots of protein on your plate, so that would be turkey, more than likely. And then also, if there's some sort of a salad or some sort of a kind of a green leafy vegetable um, dish, mm-hmm. I would kind of fill my my plate with those sort of things. Um, you're going to be satiated by the protein, um, and then you're going to be nourished by the the green vegetables. Then, more than likely, what that's going to do is that's going to minimize the amount of other stuff that you mm-hmm. that you're going to be putting in your body. And again, not that you have to avoid all the bad stuff. If you want to, that would be best, obviously. Um, but if you are going after you know the stuffing first, if you're going after all the other, you know, I don't even know what else there's. We could probably list off a bunch of crazy things people have at Thanksgiving. Right. Um, if you're going after that stuff first and you just have a little bit of turkey, more than likely what that's going to do is that's going to make you come back for seconds for that same exact stuff. Mm-hmm. And then that's going to make you desire desserts. And there's probably 15 desserts, so you're going to try every single one of them. Mm-hmm. And it's just because in our brain, we see this food, so we want more of it. It's not necessarily that we need it, of course, or even that we'd be satisfied if we had more of it. It's just something that we think we need um, and we desire it, so we go after it because it's available. But if you can do these things from a physical standpoint, you're going to be more satiated. You're going to be full least more full so you're going to minimize some of the yep. damage that you could be doing to the body yeah uh-huh 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 uh yeah so <clears throat> one uh, i had a conversation with um some folks last week about just just gen- some general diet and nutrition stuff um and i kind of do my own horn here kind of came up with this like three-point system of doing these things and leaning into these things is going to help anybody um, with their nutrition. Obviously, eating, we're, we're talking about the quality of stuff, eating real food. So as much as we can make things real, recognizable in nature, like that is step one. Uh, limiting that eating window so I'm talking about the fasting and <clears throat> even the night before, cutting off your eating before. Um, and then the third thing, shifting carbohydrates to fat, you know, fat, protein. We didn't talk much about fat because it's not necessarily distinctive things with the Thanksgiving meal. But the more that we can shift towards it, really it's just shifting towards things that are, like you are saying, nutritious nutrient dense for the body away from the dense carbohydrates the refined sugars you know doing those things this is going to be pushing you in the right direction yeah and it completely applies to thanksgiving right right yeah i mean this is a time where everybody seems to forget about um just health in general i would say and i don't know if it's because it's traditionally it's just been a time where there's so many get-togethers so many celebrations that people are just like well i'm not i don't have the power to be able to avoid it because i'm going to be around so much of it and then january is always the time where people kind of do a reset so they're just in that mindset of that's how they're going to do it just Mm -hmm. not really care about november december and then try to go after it in january um but what typically happens if that's where you're at is and you're not thinking the way you just explained which just doesn't matter if it's Thanksgiving time doesn't matter if it's Christmas time doesn't matter if it's the rest of the year if I have those three things in mind with how I that's just the way that I eat mm-hmm. um, what typically happens is even if you were that person that could say okay I'm resetting in January and I'm going to go full bore at being healthy you set yourself back so much from right. November and December that even if you did that for a while you'd probably just get back to where you're at in October right you know <clears throat> so 
I wouldn't have that mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's great if you want to kind of start brand new in January and start doing things, I guess, take it up a level, but I would start kind of going that direction even within these months, because if you can navigate through Thanksgiving time and Christmas time and all the other holiday stuff that happens during these last couple of months, then you're just going to be that much more prepared to, for the rest of the year to be successful at what you're trying to do. Right. Right. Cause if it's like, we have these experiences of heightened awareness at Thanksgiving and Christmas or whatever, but it's not like that's not applicable to a regular week. Right. You know, like I, I know every week I have multiple occasions where I'm in the similar environment, social environment, lots of people, lots of food, how, you know, and it's essentially applying these same principles. What can I bring, uh, that's going to, you know, be something that's supporting health <clears throat> how can I treat the rest of my day to you know go in line with this and right it's it's applicable every day so fun, yeah. fun little story uh, in our house I'm definitely more of the uh, cooking baking preparing food uh, my wife isn't as much um, I enjoy it uh, it's fun for me. It's not a stressful thing. Uh, whatever. So last night we got dinner. We're at somebody's house. It's Italian themed. Uh, so there's gonna be spaghetti there. Blah blah blah. You know, thankfully somebody other people said bring salad. Great. So okay, I'll make some meatballs. So got this recipe. Mixing up beef, pork, spices. Um, you know, substituting some coconut flour in there to kind of bind stuff together. All this stuff. And I, you know, it's, a, it's a process. Taking that mix up. I roll them out. All this stuff. And at one point, uh, my wife comes in the kitchen. She just looks at me. And she goes you always are doing something so elaborate. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm enjoying myself. I kind of like have it structured into my Wednesday afternoon schedule to have a little bit more time to uh, prepare stuff. But like, it would be stressful for her to do this kinds of things. But yeah. like, because of how I have it set up and you know, that's the exact reason why she isn't doing that stuff. And I am, um, but it, 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 it's, it can reach farther than just like, you know, it's not just, okay, you got to eat this. It's, it's okay. Behind the, the resistance that you have to eating, you know, a, a better food that it might be more expensive and might take longer to prepare behind that is probably some saying something about, you know, the, the stress level that you have in your home or in your family or in your work, like other things that could probably be, should be addressed that is now just kind of spilling over into let's, you know, go buy the Costco apple pie type of thing. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. What else we got here? That's just the turkey thing. Cool. Um, I am, what am I making? So I'm in charge of dessert. I'm making, um, I've got a pumpkin pie and a pecan pie that I'm doing. Um, hey, I forget, did, uh, I know Emily came up with some recipes. Were they Thanksgiving recipes? Uh, I don't know. Uh, what I do have, though, so so if Emily's got that stuff, definitely share that. I'll share the recipes that I'm doing. I think I might even be messing with some of them this afternoon. Um, a couple of years ago, we actually did a little video series um, with some Thanksgiving-related stuff 
got yeah. kicked, got kicked out of the grocery store. Um, probably wouldn't have gotten kicked out of the new grocery stores. Uh, take that. Uh, I'll I'll dig those up and share those. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely share that stuff. Uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, pies. Uh, yeah, I'm in I'm in charge of desserts. So some uh, real food, ideally low uh, low sugar, but still sweet desserts and stuff. Cool. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, some other quick tips if you're going to do alcohol. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so those are, there's going to be some toxicity level that's going to tax your liver. So if you're going to do alcohol, if you want to prevent some of the damage, you can do something with high antioxidants early in the day. So you can do some green tea or you can have blueberries, raspberries, things like that, just to kind of up, upregulate your antioxidant content. Uh, or you can take cr- a... Cranberries? Cranberries, yeah. You yeah. can do that. Um, and then if you are going to be eating foods that are going to have for sure like bad oils and stuff in it that are also going to cause some um, free radical damage, you can take um, something like a resveratrol or curcumin, turmeric, those type of things mm-hmm. that are they kind of limit the negative effect that it would have on your body. Um, but then also things like um, activated charcoal. Um, which kind of pulls out some of the toxins so it's not as taxing on your liver. Mm-hmm. Or milk thistle helps the liver to kind of detoxify. So you can kind of do some of those. I guess will those be considered biohacks? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, you can do some of those to kind of navigate this day or multiple days that you're going to be going through with Thanksgiving. Yeah, for sure. That stuff's great. Um. But also just, so everybody calls this cold and flu season. And part of that's because of the weather change, and yes, there probably is some germs that are out there. But the reason why people get so many colds and flus during the season is because you don't take care of your body, right? It's a stressful time. You're not eating well. Most people don't exercise. You don't sleep well because there's, again, stress time. So just get back to the normal lifestyle stuff. Make sure you're sleeping well. Make sure you're eating properly. Make sure you are exercising. Try to limit the um, amount of stress that's going through this time of year, but also um, immune system boosting stuff, you know, make sure your vitamin D levels are, um, sufficient. Um, cause you're also not going to be get exposure to the sun. I was going to say, much. yeah, there's probably more validity in our region for that because we are probably getting less sunlight. Yeah. So there's a study done, of, I don't know, 10 years ago or so that if people just took 2000 IUs of vitamin D, then colds and flus are pretty much gone. They didn't have, they didn't deal with any sort of, um, colds and flus. Really? And that's not necessarily that taking vitamin D that does that. It's your body's a levels of vitamin D having good levels of vitamin D is what makes your immune system strong enough. So I'm assuming that those are overall healthy people that maybe already had Mm -hmm. good vitamin D levels. So if you're deficient in vitamin D, then taking 2000 IU is probably not going to be properly for you. So 5,000 IU, six, seven, 8,000 IUs a day, um, especially during this winter time, um, belows any sort of flu shot or any sort of, you know, medical approach you could take Mm -hmm. to fighting colds and flus out of the water. So, yeah, doing yeah. things like that. Yeah, plug for Great River Family Chiropractic. Alex sells these drops, vitamin D drops. You can, whatever that is, four four drops of this stuff, 8,000 I use. It's the easiest thing in the world. Yeah, it's really good for kids that aren't going to take a you know, capsule or don't want to take a full dropper full. It's just literally one drop. Uh, gives you 2,000 IU, so. So we have, we have other, like, so, yeah, it comes in the little bottle. It's got the little squeeze top with the dropper on it. We've got a handful of other, 
you know, vitamins and different things that come in that same jar. So, and my kids know that. <laughs> so, whenever I'm like giving them something, they they're looking at me asking like, "Is this the yucky one?" Like, <laughs> but the vitamin D actually tastes really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Cool All right. stuff. I gotta get ready for some patients oh, to be coming in. Come get your back cracked. Great River Family Chiropractic. Cool. Uh, thank you guys. Let us know if you've got any uh, other questions. We've got a few days here before Thanksgiving. Uh, if you got any, if you're in charge of any foods and you've got questions about recipes, we could totally help with that. Um, questions about ingredients to use in different things. Um, yeah, let us hear it. Any feedback? Uh, any if you've got recipes, you're trying share them with us um yeah all that kind of stuff sweet later